Good evening. I want to I wanna real quick before we get into testimonies and that, I want to, because we have Carol here still, her class starts in 10 minutes. So if you're in the house and you came for the shofar training, you will be back in the youth room, which is all the way through those double doors, all the way to the far end of the building, down the hall in that and you'll know when to go because you'll see Carol get up and Robert get up and they'll leave and you're welcome to go at that point and to go with them. And if you're online and you're watching and you're nearby, I would say if you're within 10, 15 minutes, you've got a good chance you can still come on down and be a part of Shofar training tonight and that. So we thank you. We thank you. I, had a, I, was, I was locking up last week as Carolyn's class was still going on. I got the joy of walking into their class and hearing the, the trainees blowing the trumpet and learning and that. And it's, 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 a, it's a joy to watch someone who's never blown a shofar. If you've never blown a shofar and you come and you, and you learn how to blow a shofar, it will change the way you look at people who blow shofars because it's not easy it's it's a lot of fun but it's not easy but it is it does bring great joy when all of a sudden you you realize you're blowing a shofar so come on down it's it'll, it's a, it's a good time carol and robert make it a, make it make it enjoyable at the same time so so um we just finished 12 hours of prayer from 6 in the morning, like we do every Wednesday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We do two-hour watches. You can come and go anytime within those two hours. You can stay for two. You can stay for four. You can stay for 15 minutes, whatever you have time for. But, but in that, we've been hearing the Lord, and we've been listening to what he's, he's saying to us. And... Uh, I want to just share a little bit before I turn it over for testimonies and that is that today when in, in my watch, which is the afternoon, it's a two to four, we had a point that in the midst of our prayer, we ended up in Psalm 92. And, um, well, we ended up, we ended up in a lot of this. We kept going back to some of the Psalms, but we were in Psalm 89 first, which I want to read and starting in verse 34, Psalm 89, 34. And it says, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the words that I have gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. Now, when it's talking of David, it's talking of the, the not the kingdom of David, but ultimately it's talking of the throne of Jesus. And it's talking of his faithfulness and how faithful and complete he is in everything. In Psalm 92, it says that, in verse 2, it says, You declare his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness every night. And I want to speak over the body tonight because these two scriptures really had a, had, a, had a point for me today to hear the Lord. 
was that, he's, that, that God's covenant, the words that he spoke and the things that he said to you, he's not going to break. He's faithful to his word. Isaiah uh, 55 says, 55 verse 8. Let me turn there real quick. Too far. There we go. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor is my way your way, says the Lord. Or your way, my way, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, it does not return there, then waters the earth, and it brings forth bud, and it gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater, and so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. So today I was really feeling that the Lord was, was reminding me that in his word, he shows his faithfulness. So every word that he's spoken, every single word you've ever heard the Lord speak to you, whether it's from the logos, from his word directly, or whether it's from his rhema, something he said to you and that you've grasped on and held on to in that, that rhema moment in that, that that word is so true. He is so faithful. He is so complete and, and he will bring it to come to pass. He will bring it to come to pass in that, in that it, and it doesn't take, and here's the part that it was for me, it takes nothing on my behalf to do it. It takes nothing. It's all about him. It's all about the, see, Jesus completed everything. The only thing that Jesus is waiting for is for his enemies to be made a footstool. That's for everything to come to, to acknowledge who he is. So for me, that's my first place when I come into the, to a, into our prayer time or when I start my prayer in the morning and and that I always start with bringing myself into that place of submission. I bring me back under the lordship of Jesus. I don't, I don't, I don't think that I, I've got it all. Like it says, my thoughts and my ways, not very good, not enough. But his ways, his thoughts, much higher, much better. So I acknowledge that. I come back, on, I come back to him, who he is. I acknowledge I, 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 I make him big for a moment so that, so that I can realize who, who he is today for me in that moment, in that. So today it was just really a place of faithfulness, realizing that he is faithful and will complete everything he said he would do, everything. So... I want to bless you today. I want to bless you. If that's if you're in a place of that, I, you can stand up and receive. And for those of you who are watching or those who are new in the house, we stand up as a place of receiving because it tells our body to listen to what's going on. If we, I don't know about you, if, if someone's going to throw me a football, I want to be standing up ready to catch it. I do not want to be sitting down thinking about other things. I want to get ready. So I always would when, there's, when the word's going out, we stand up as a way to prepare to receive what God's saying.
So Heavenly Father, I do. I acknowledge you first. I acknowledge that you are more than enough and that you are complete, Jesus. You are so complete, you need nothing. You need nothing. And I thank you that you are now reminding us today of your great faithfulness and that despite the place that we're in, a circumstance or a situation or a trial or a moment of testing, a place, a a light affliction that's there, Jesus, you're more than enough and that you're faithful to complete and that your word is there. So Father, I ask today, even as you, you brought to me today, that you would now come and you would remind us by your Holy Spirit of the words that you've spoke to us Remind us, Holy Spirit, bring back the words of Jesus that have been spoken to us so that we'll remember and so that we can declare back to you so that we can bring our portion, our part, we can bring that confession of hope back to you because you're faithful. You're faithful and you will bring it all to come to pass. No word will return back to you void, but all will be completed and all will come into a place of prospering and to and be and be held by complete by you in Jesus name amen amen so we have a six o'clock and Eddie Eddie good so Eddie starts Eddie's part of the six the the early birds the ones who have to come and pray and then go to work and that and so Eddie's going to start us we praise God early this morning I around one o'clock in the morning the Lord brought this verse to me as I was getting waking up I want to share with you I shared it with the uh, with the six o'clock six a.m. group and the Lord blessed us with this verse I want to share with you we've heard about the patience of the patience of Job we went through all those chapters of what happened to Job and how God blessed him at the end the faithfulness of God the thing that blessed me this morning as I was sharing with the brethren was this out of the place of his diminishment out of the ashes something sublime came out of the mouth of Job that was not the kind of thing you expect with somebody in the situation it was in. Taken from the book of Job chapter 19, I'm going to read verse, sorry, I forgot to put it. Uh, if you go to verse 25 and 26, these are the words spoken out of a man who's come to the end of himself. He knew there was nothing he could do but he had this revelation from the very presence of God that he held on to. For I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth and after my skin is destroyed this I know that in my flesh I shall see God. What a sublime thing to say. The faithfulness of God was not in doubt in the heart of Job. Even in his state of diminishment. 
may this be our confession today if you rise up we share this verse if you don't mind for I know that my redeemer lives he shall stand at last on the earth and after my skin is destroyed this I know that in my flesh I shall see God Amen. Amen. Dennis? Dennis. All right. Um, six, eight o'clock comes in. I don't see anybody from the eight o'clock. Well, ten, ten o'clock. Okay. Anybody? Okay. How about... Uh, Peter, I know, I know, I know you were there. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I I don't know how we cannot be affected by, and or speak about what's happening in uh, Asbury University about the revival, and that certainly came up in our meeting at two o'clock. Um, and so I. Where can I start, Lord? Just help me with this. Because I need to condense a lot into a little space here. But revival comes. Revival comes to every move of God. Uh, or, or excuse me, I, should, I meant to say repentance comes to every move of God. And I know that Asbury University, as you guys, if you've studied that university's history, it's only a school of 2,000 people. It's had revivals there, and it's constantly a theme there. <laughs> it's constantly brought before the students. They had a revival of what was in 1920, then a very significant revival in 1950, and then one in 1970 around the Jesus People Movement time. And then uh, now we see another revival happening there, and it's spreading. And I begin to think about God's promises, and you were talking about, uh, Brian, the faithfulness of God to his word. I believe that people have been praying, not just people at Asbury University, but the saints of God have been praying, and God is faithful to his word. There are, there are so many scriptures that relate to revival, and I'll read just a few of them. So I want to get to the ones in Jeremiah, since we're going to be entering in our daily readings into Jeremiah soon. Um, and I'll come to, if I can, um, well, let me, if I can locate it here. Uh, just bear with me for a second. Okay, Jeremiah, here it is. 24 7 I will give them a heart to know me for I am the Lord and they will be my people and I will be their God for they will return to me with their whole heart and revival and returning to the Lord they're almost synonymous and he says behold I will re 
bring it to health and healing, and I will heal them. And I will reveal to, this is Jeremiah 33, 6 through 9. And I will bring to it health and healing, and I will heal them. And I will reveal to them an abundance of peace and truth. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and the fortunes of Israel. That's us grafted into Israel now. And will rebuild them as they were at first. I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me. And I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned against me. And by which they have transgressed against me. It will be to me a name of joy, praise, and glory before all the nations of the earth, which will hear of all the good that I do for them. And they will fear and tremble because of all the good and all the peace that I make for it. And I believe that America is going to start that revival, and the nations will see the good and the peace and they will tremble when they see it. And it says in Titus 3, 5, He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done, but according to His mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 8, 10 through 12, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds, and I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people, and they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizens, and everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, from the least to the greatest of them, for I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. But this is the covenant in Jeremiah 20, uh, 31, verse 33 to 34. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They shall not teach again each man his neighbor and his brother. Know the Lord. Again, it reiterates what we just read. For they will all know me from the least to the greatest. And in Ezekiel eleven nineteen, and I will give them one heart, and put a new spirit with them within them, and I will take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. In other words, he will soften our hearts from the hardness of heart to have a heart that is soft and pliable to the work of the Holy Spirit. Acts two forty two. And they were continually devoting themselves to the teaching of the apostles, breaking bread. And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And I sense that at the, if you've looked at the videos of the Asbury Revival, it's a sense of awe that they have. And many are being healed. Many wonders and signs were taking place through them. And it says in um, Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling for which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance to one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I sense that today. I sense 
the unity in all of this prayer that's going on here on, on Wednesdays. Even Diana Anderson, the songs that she's, she's picking, I, I just sense like, oh my gosh, she's, she's reading our minds. You know, we're, we're praying these things and there's these songs that she's chosen. Even tonight, the, cell, the song Jehovah El Roy, the God who sees, in, in line with Acts 3, uh, 19, that says, um, Acts 3.19 says, you know, repent that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That's what Peter was speaking. And I believe that when we sang that song tonight, Jehovah El Roy, he will not look away from me. Some people might see that just simply as, well, when I have a need and when I cry out to God, he'll hear me. But I also believe that it means Jehovah El Roy is the one who sees into the depths of our hearts. And again, as I said in the beginning, when I meant to say repentance always comes before any move of God, I see that. Repentance brings the times of refreshing. I don't believe that it's by accident that the drought in California has been broken with all the rains we've had. And we're going to have more rain and it's starting, what, tomorrow? The next few days after that, even though we've had enough, they said, as we would have in the past had for a year, we've had it already in just a month or two. And I believe that the times of refreshing are coming from the presence of the Lord. And I believe that re revival starts right here in our own personal hearts. And then it goes out to the church that we're in, all the churches. And then it affects the nation. And as I was saying to the group today, there is a difference between revival and awakening. And the, the prophetic words that have been going forth right now have not been as much about revival as it's been about awakening. And as I mentioned, in the, one of the best examples of awakening is on Lewis Island off of the coast of Scotland, where two women, one hardly able to walk, in their, I believe their 80s, and her, and her sister, who was blind, began to pray for years and years and years that God would bring revival. And then it came to Lewis Island, but it was more than a revival. They call it the Great Awakening. A Great Awakening. It meant that instead of just the revival being in, you know, Florida at the at the revival there that they had the, uh, what was the name of it again? <laughs> Pensacola Revival and, and the other ones that they had with Kirkpatrick there or at the uh, a vineyard, uh, at Airport Vineyard. It was localized. But when you have a real awakening, it means that the revival, say at a university like Asbury or at a certain locale, a certain city, begins to move out of that city and it begins to spread and take over the whole nation. And that's what happened on Lewis Island. The whole island had a God consciousness. It wasn't just some particular church on that island, but a God consciousness came. And as I was saying, the young people who were not going to church, it was only the old folks going to church, when a girl came in with Duncan Campbell into a pub and started singing and praising the Lord, the Spirit of God fell on all the young people there who were drinking and partying, and they fell on their faces and on their knees. 
And they started repenting of their sins. Because a God consciousness from an awakening, how can you not be aware of the presence of God and not affect it, be affected by it? Isaiah said, whoa, I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell amongst the people. The people around me are people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. When the presence of God, through an awakening, a God consciousness comes, you don't have to ask people to repent. They will repent when they see the glory of the Lord. And I believe that's what's going to happen from this. We're going to see this great awakening, which is the, the, what we see happening in a local church, going out of the pews, out into the community, over the state, over the nation. The great awakening is coming. It's been prophesied. And I believe that this Asbury University revival is just the, that cloud the size of a man's hand that I, Elijah saw before the great outpouring that ended the drought. This is going to happen. And so I would like us all, if we could stand, to release the awakening first in our own hearts. In our own hearts first and then to the church, and then to the state, and then to the nation, and then to the world. We release, Lord, every area in our life, oh God. If I could just start with, Lord, anything in our heart that we've surrendered certain areas in our life, but there's other areas we've held back from you. We, we've been double-minded in some ways in that we've handed certain things over to you that we knew we couldn't do, that only you could do, where we needed a miracle, but in other areas, we've held on to it and said, Lord, I'll handle this. Sometimes do that intentionally and sometimes unintentionally, handling things from ourselves, not depending upon you. Lord, I ask that you would help us to see the pride and selfishness in our own heart. As I said earlier in our meeting, Today, the materialism that we've been affected by, the consumerism, the, the, the pride that's hit us, Lord, the, the, the idea that we have to look good and sound good and, and uh, appear successful, Lord, the, the way that we've put prosperity in a, in a different priority, material prosperity with nice things and a nice house and a, and a nice car that's been front and center of the prosperity word instead of in the back seat where we should have put in the front seat righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, as Paul said. The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit where we have succumbed at times to the lust of the flesh, the lust of our eyes, and the pride of life. Look at me. Look what I've become. Look what I have. Look how important I am. Look how influential I am. And look, even in the church, look what I do, my title, my position. All of these things, Lord, that have come to take away our humility, Lord. And Micah says, what's required of a man? except that he be found, how did it go in Micah 6? To be, to love mercy. To love mercy, to love kindness, to walk humbly. and to walk humbly with your God. That's what's required, Micah says, of us. To love mercy.
to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God. Yes, Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Search our hearts. Yes, Jesus. You are the God who sees, Jehovah Elroy. See our heart and reveal our heart by the Holy Spirit. And let us not resist the dealings of God. Whom you chase, who you love, you chasten. Bring repentance to us individually. Bring repentance to your church of its passivity, its lukewarmness. Yes, Jesus. It's diluting the gospel to get more people and even corrupting the gospel, Lord. Forgive us, O oh Lord. Forgive us, Jesus. Teach us your ways, Lord. Give us honest and clean hearts. Reveal our double-mindedness, sometimes depending on you and sometimes depending on ourselves. Yes, Jesus. Forgive. Help us to know you, Lord. Not in a legalistic way of trying to follow every line and precept of the law, but trusting by your grace that Jesus Christ did it all for us, and now he's given us his spirit to help us to do the same thing, that we could be like you, Lord Jesus, yes, through Jesus. the work of the Holy Spirit, conveying the grace of God in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mike? Mike has the... The four o'clock watch. So he comes in and kind of brings the, the closure to the end of the day. It was really good. Um, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I loved, I loved what you said just about um, revival, you know, really does start with us, it starts with the church. Um, you can't revive something that was never alive. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I also got Isaiah 55, uh, as well today. And, uh, and that really, that really spoke to me. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Um, and, uh. says behold you will call a nation you do not know and a nation who knows you not will run to you because of the Lord your God even the Holy One of Israel for he has glorified you seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him to our God for he will be for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your, uh, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from the heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter from which I sent it. And um, 
Yeah, I think I was just, uh, I was just kind of praying and, and uh, kind of just, you know, the past couple months I've been, I've been asking the Lord to draw things out of my, my heart because, um, like, uh, revival is, is really kind of God finding his way into the places you haven't let him in yet. Um, it's like Steve always says, you know, I'm, I'm saved today and tomorrow I'll be saved again and the next day I'll be saved. And it's like this salvation process that we're all kind of walking on. And, and I've just noticed in my own heart just so many places that are hard and, and so many places where I just, I need, I need the Lord to, to give me, um, I, I guess, a revival. I mean, a watering of my soul. Um, um, a brokenness, um, uh, you know, I just, there's some, some days I just, I just start crying because like I, I, uh, I just, I see that in me and, and this lack and, um, uh, like I was in the grocery store a couple days ago and I just, uh, I just taught the kids on healing and I was like, well, I'm gonna go pray for someone in the grocery store so that they could get their healing. And I was like, every single person in there was deadpan. <laughs> and they were like, I'd say hi to someone, they wouldn't even say hi back. And it was like one of those hippie stores. So it's like, you know, they don't even, <laughs> pagan store, you know, know just kidding. Um, but I, uh, I, I just acknowledged my lack in that moment. And I was like, God, <laughs> I am not as courageous or bold as I want to be, um, but God, can you meet me in my lack? Can you meet me where I'm at? Can you bring someone to me? Um, and and sure enough, he did. Um, I was going out of the store, and uh, Lila was with me, my daughter, and um, and she's always such a charmer. Um, <laughs> and this one lady started walk, uh, talking to her, and. Uh, offered her some, like she was handing out fruit for people to try and stuff. And, and um, I just got a word of knowledge that her, her, knee, her, her left knee was hurting her, um, which is also the same knee that's hurting me right now. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we prayed for her and, and then I got to share my testimony with her and, and just like um, encourage her and tell her that Jesus loves her and stuff like that. And, and plant a seed in her heart. And so I guess I just want to encourage everybody here, you know, if you're, if you're struggling with, like, that surrender to the Lord, where you're like, can I surrender my dignity? Can I surrender looking wow. foolish in a moment? Can I surrender, uh, you know, you talked about pride, you know, can I surrender the pride of not being, you know, just a dignified, cool, ordinary American who never talks to anybody because he's like, I'm good, you're good, we're all good, and we don't have to, you know, do anything. Um, can we surrender those places that we often forget? And, uh, and, and so j just ask the Lord, you know, just say, God, can you meet me in my lack? Can you meet me in my weakness? And I guarantee you he'll, he will make up the difference. He will make up the difference. All he needs is a little yes, and he can make it into a big yes. So, Well, lead us in that, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Father, I just ask right now, 
Well, first of all, God, I just thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. I, I thank you that, that uh, you are the mm -hmm. God who makes up the difference. Thank you, Jesus. You are the God who, who uh, can do exceedingly abundantly more than what we could ask or think. And even when we take, let's say, just a quarter of a step or even half a step, God, you can do a lot with that. And so, God, we just, we just give you that little yes that we can give you. Maybe there are people who are struggling with fear right now, Lord God. I just pray right now for them that you would give them a mind for quick obedience. Quick yes, obedience. Maybe, Lord, there's someone who's listening right now who they just, there's just something they are hanging on to where they just haven't quickly obeyed to the Lord. Maybe they're thinking wrongly about themselves. Maybe they're struggling with something. Maybe they haven't forgiven someone. Maybe they haven't called one, one person, Lord. Would you give them courage right now? Just give that half step, a half yes, step. Jesus. And I know, Lord, you will meet them there right now, Lord. I know that you are making up the lack where we see lack. And, Lord, you're, you're opening our eyes. Like the word revive, is the, the word re is to, like, return we're returning to your original plan for us. We're returning yes, to Jesus. the way you intended things. And so, Lord, you don't want us to look at the world and, and, and look at maybe the lack of what we have, the lack of ability, the lack of finances, the lack of whatever, Lord. You want us to return, God, to the abundance of your kingdom. You want us to return yes, to where you are able to make up the difference, Lord Jesus. And so, God, we just... We repent of that old way of thinking, yes, God, and we choose to look to you right now, the author and finisher of our faith, Lord, who is able to do more and abundantly than we could ever ask or think. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Go ahead, Rosie. Two minutes, yeah. Help me. <laughs> I have two minutes to wrap it up. But, you know, let me uh, share just really quickly. I, I'll go back in Psalms 92. It's what I get uh, this morning, too. It seems like the whole day everybody has that uh, flow of God's uh, word and agreement and alignment. And that is what I want to wrap up uh, in two minutes. <laughs> so here, uh, what I've been hearing, too, is that the Lord wants us to rest in him and have that stability. Let me finish it up here yes, on Jesus. 92 verse 10. But my horn emblem of accessible strength and stately grace, you have exalted like that of a wild ox. I am anointed with fresh oil. Keep that in mind every day. Lord, I need that fresh oil to have that yeah. grace to move on through the day. My eye looks upon those who lie and wait for me. My ears hear the evil doors that rise against me. And you'll hear it in the atmosphere and feel it in the atmosphere, the pressure. But the Lord, the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a seed in Lebanon, majestic, stable. That is what I want you to take in. Have that stability, that foundation. Be unmovable. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Stay strong. Don't be, uh, 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 what do you call it, have this uh, wavering and doubting. Just stay strong in the Lord. 
and it says it grows. You're planted in the house of the Lord. They shall flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of that spiritual vitality and rich in virtue of trust and love. And They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He's my rock, and there's no unrighteousness in him. So let's stand and wrap it up and just say, Lord, you are full of grace, full of mercy. Yes, We're going to start every day with you. We're going to commit our day with you full of wisdom, full of rest, because that is God. That is Jesus. That is the Holy Spirit. He lives in peace. He lives in rest. He doesn't live in chaos. So we need to learn to live in that rest and stability. So, Father, we thank you. We release stability. We release that fresh anointing. We release it so we can bear fruit, that we can have revival Mm -hmm. every single day. Revival, yes, begins in us. And we thank you that we can give it away. So mm-hmm. thank you for today. Thank you for peace. Thank you for sweet sleep. And we cover it in the blood of the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you, Rosie. Look at that. Hey, I just wanted to, as a way of encouragement to everybody, you can, you can be seated. I'm just going to close in prayer. But I wanted to just encourage everybody. We're, we're in the midst, as, as we talked about on uh, Sunday, in the midst of our Bible reading. And that, and uh, if you if you haven't gotten the schedule, or if you've fallen behind, or well, that just start tomorrow. Just just start tomorrow. Tomorrow, let me just just so everybody knows, tomorrow is the twenty third, and we'll be in Luke ten, Ephesians three, Exodus eight, Psalm eight, and Isaiah fifty. And you can get the copy of the schedule online, and that. There is life that is coming from his word and from the reading, the, the holding a place and reading his word. And, and there is life. There is more testimonies on that. The people, every, almost everybody in our prayer time this afternoon said was talking about the point of that they, what they were hearing while they were reading the daily Bible reading out loud. So I want to encourage all of you, read it. Read it. And if you're falling behind, start again. And if you fall behind, start again. Don't get, don't get discouraged. Do not get weary in doing well because there's a reaping that's coming from it. So Father, we thank you. I bless your people. I bless all that are here. I bless all of you online with the with the the goodness of God in the land of the living, with the kindness that comes from hearing him and hearing his voice and hearing his word. In Jesus' name, amen.